On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, we discuss what's the best thing to do when the attention is on you. Tom Brady now has seven Super Bowl wins, and why streaking apparently isn't that profitable. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. You want to join me? Sure, why not? How about number seven? That's Episode a good number. number seven. Didn't think we'd ever get this far. Um, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe we started off this way last week too, but I just want to th- thank people again for listening and uh, encourage them to to reach out and uh, and message us, email us. Give what us was that? What was that email? Uh, Jesus Center Stage at gmail dot com. Okay, and of course on Facebook, uh, you can. Leave a message there on the main page or through Messenger. Uh, but uh, we're excited to be here today. This was, uh, I guess you could say, Super Bowl week uh, since uh, we was last here. And uh, the home team won. I knew they would. Yeah. Well, as it was documented on an earlier podcast, I didn't think tom brady would be there uh then he got there and then be honest with you i kind of thought kansas city uh would oh ye of little thing yeah would probably win and, and it was not even close but uh i thought it was a good game even though the score uh got out of hand i guess a little bit and that part of it was gone but part of me was watching and just kind of thinking we're, we're seeing we're seeing history in the makings um, with, you know, somebody winning seven Super Bowls. Um, and, you know, we look, I look at other sports. I, I believe Michael Jordan had seven NBA championships. Uh, Dale Earnhardt and uh, Richard Petty had seven uh, NASCAR championships. But in your major sports, it seems like that's, a, that's the limit. I don't know anybody that went to eight. Um, there there might be maybe they just got to seven and said it's complete and i'm gonna go do something else now yeah i, I kind of think it's in in a major sport i think by the time you have an opportunity to get to seven i think your career is kind of winding down um you know according to what sport you're in sometimes 30 no i'd be careful what i said about tom brady your track record is not yeah. that great right now so yeah, you I might just, just want to back off of tom I'm brady for a minute guaranteed he's going to win number eight next year <laughs> Um, and if he does, um, then good for him. He'll be the only in, and, uh, somebody might be listening and thinking of, of somebody cause I don't know much about, uh, hockey. Um, of course in like golf, you know, Tiger, I believe maybe is one fourteen majors, something like that. Jack does Nicklaus. Does golf really count though? It really does. Uh, Dang. it's one of the toughest games I think you could never, ever play, but, uh, but it is an individual sport, and I think you can, you got a better opportunity. And especially in golf, they have four majors per year, so you can, you can really run up a lot, um, even though it's incredibly hard. But uh, like I said, I think Tiger has fourteen or fifteen now. Uh, Jack Nicklaus is in that area, uh, and quite a few people are, you know, in that uh, between eight and twelve. Uh, but when you, you've got that many opportunities over a career. Uh, but your major team sports, your football, baseball, uh, basketball, uh, 
they, you know, seven seems to be a, a, a major number. Uh, but anyway, so Tampa Bay, uh, got their championship and, uh, good for them. Congratulations to them. And, uh, football's all over with now. Another year of, of Alabama winning, another year of Tom Brady winning. So even as crazy as 2020 was, some things stayed the same. <laughs> some things don't change. No. And uh, one one thing I heard interesting, and, and I don't know if you've seen this, you might have been out of the room, but uh, there was a there was a, a streaker came on the field during the Super Bowl. Are Did you, you kidding? That? Yeah, I was thinking you might have been out of uh, out of the living room at that time. But yeah, he he ran on the field and and made a a couple of uh, jukes and jives and runs and dodged a couple of people that was trying to catch him and finally he ran in the end zone and slid down and um, the the policeman and the security jumped on him and uh, and carried him off. And, what was the purpose? Well, that's what I was fixing to get to. I, I heard today that uh, there was a uh, a bet. That you could make in Las Vegas, that would they be a strip, uh, a streaker during the Super Bowl or not? And you could pick, you know, one side or the other and wager your money. Well, apparently this man made a bet, and then he <laughs> went and streaked on the field. <laughs> um, but it doesn't end well. Uh, he won. Oh my goodness. He won. I believe it was like three hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. Um. But the downside was um, that apparently is illegal to bet on yourself and do that. There's 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 something in place. I don't know exactly what it was, but I think so. Him, I mean that's that's pretty much like setting it up. Like if, yeah. if you're gonna go do it yourself, then yeah, you, there's no chance involved anymore. Oh, no, that. But uh, yeah, so they he didn't he he don't get to collect his money. Uh, and they and they were several <laughs> apparently several of his buddies. I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> several of his buddies that had bet uh, on on the, that they would be a streaker during the Super Bowl uh, also won, but they've I think they've got them all connected back to one another, and so nobody's getting any money out of it. Uh, but I guess he got his 15 seconds of fame by by running is that really fame though i think the moral of this story is is if you're going to bet on yourself like that is keep your mouth shut about it (laughs) because if he had just collected his money uh but with with uh with the way technology and everything is now uh in las vegas uh it'd be hard to collect your money and then not know who you was something that strange though would lead you to believe somebody had to set it up like that's so random surely that's not at every you know surely that's not at every major event let's let's bet whether or not this is going to happen yeah so it makes you think that the person who said okay i'm going to do this now let's get everybody to bet on whether or not it's going to happen you know like setting it up beforehand yeah it's called prop bets uh from best i can understand but and it's it's bets that are not specifically about the game, but bets of things that might happen in the game. And it's, you know, it could be anything from what, uh, who's going to win the coin toss to which end of the field 
somebody's going to score a touchdown in first and a lot of different things. But even those things you you don't have any control over. Right. But betting if somebody's going to run across the field uh, half naked, uh, I guess you could control that one. And he he probably seen that and thought, hey, I'll make a bet, win $300,000. And he might have had to spend a night in jail, but it was a good investment at that point. But now he just goes home with nothing. I can't, I can't even. So I have no words. Mark, mark that off your list of ways to get rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. I'll scratch that one. <laughs> so, but uh, that's really the biggest thing that happened uh, that I can think of this week uh, as far as in the world. Uh, um, you know, things, of course, we ain't going to dig into political stuff. And I believe there's an impeachment trial getting started and all that stuff. But um, the Super Bowl, Tom Brady winning his seventh and uh, and a streaker. Uh, that was pretty much what happened this week. But, uh, you, you know, I, a couple, I guess it's been a couple of years ago now um, that Nick Foles won uh, the Super Bowl. I was thinking of this uh, just today, that uh, before and after, uh, you know, he, he really uh, shared the gospel uh, through his through his platform that he was given um and and so far this year you know i've seen just little things from the super bowl um and i I haven't seen that near as much i I saw one uh, i believe maybe he's a linebacker uh, for tampa bay uh i seen him uh talking about to god be the glory um but uh, i was just thinking of when when you've got a stage like we've seen these men have, right? Um, you know what a what an opportunity to to share your faith, to share the gospel. And like I said, I can remember uh, Nick Foles doing that. Um, of course, maybe one of the best known ever uh, would be uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, throughout college, you know, he always had a Bible verse under his eyes. Uh, on his, I didn't uh, even know blackout. about football when he was playing, and I knew who Tim Tebow was because yeah. of his outspoken faith. Yeah, yeah, and, and he took—I uh, guess you could say—I'm not in a bad way—but he took advantage when there was an opportunity to right. to share Jesus. And uh, of course, he had—if uh, he scored a touchdown, he always took a knee and uh, and uh, honored. Uh, the Lord, and uh, of course, in his press conferences, then you hear stories about in the locker room and and just the way he handled himself and and with his teammates, and um, you just you you can't you can't find a whole lot of bad uh, in 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 the way he took care of when he had a stage, um, and and there's been there's been you know many more, uh, but it just really got me thinking this week of. Of when we when we have that stage, most of us will never have a stage uh, as big as the Super Bowl, uh, or as or as big as as a, a you know a major sporting event with a with a camera uh, on our in our face to um, wanting to hear from us. Yeah, but, wanting to uh, get that that interview. That mm-hmm. what were your thoughts? What were you know? What yeah. do you need to do different? What did you do right? <laughs> and and. And when somebody takes that opportunity to share Jesus, I, 
I love to hear it mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, most of the time uh, the reporter's asking a question um, with an idea of wanting you to answer a certain way. Right. And when they ask you a question about the game and you come back with, Jesus died for me and I'm just going to serve him and and you can you know yeah. thank the reporters like I don't know what to say now and most of the time you can tell that too they're very caught off guard yeah like okay what what was my next question mm-hmm. that didn't like that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go yeah but you know most of us uh you know I'm gonna say ordinary people that are not uh professional athletes um, we're not famous. Yeah, we're not going to have a stage like that. But the one thing I do know is that we all are going to have a stage. And, uh, you know, here we are on Jesus' center stage and, and talking about life. And no matter what we do, keeping Jesus at center of it. But now let's talk about, we're going to talk about stage on top of stage. In that when we have a stage... If we're keeping Jesus center stage in our lives, then our stage is his stage. Yep. And that, that's our opportunity to to share. And and what are we doing with that opportunity? You know, each are one of us. Are we even seeing that? Yeah. Are we even seeing the opportunity? I think sometimes we have that stage. We have that opportunity. And we're focused on everything else in that moment and, and sometimes those stages are are fleeting mm-hmm. they're here for a minute and then it that opportunity doesn't come again that stage doesn't happen again yeah stage fright is, yeah, a, is a, a big issue that is a bit yeah yeah we hear that a lot in we you know with in plays or mm-hmm. uh, theater but stage fright comes when all of a sudden you find yourself uh you've got a stage you've got an audience and, and whether it's somebody who I think the maybe the biggest stage fright comes when somebody asks you a question that maybe you're not expecting, like, you know, whether it's a cliche one that you've heard a hundred times of why does God let bad things happen mm-hmm. or whether it's a personal question of something they're dealing with in their own lives and they ask you a question. Yeah. And then your stage fright hits and you're like, what do I say now? What, what, what? Uh, You're what? running through Bible verses in your head. Yeah. And, and, and you get half of one and mixed with half of another. And, and yeah, that, that's, uh, that's one, one thing that happens when we get a stage. Yep. Um, but the thing I, I think we got to always remember is, um, you know, when we get that stage or when we get that audience, uh, it might just be one person, as you said, somebody, mm-hmm. or it might be, an actual opportunity uh, you know in in front of a group of people or or uh, however it plays out but we just got to remember to to have that boldness and not to worry so much I think about uh, choosing uh, you know eloquent words and and perfect uh, you know accent and and you know phrasing but just be real and and share what you know about Jesus and what he done for you. Tell your own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everybody needs to hear your story. Yeah. There's there's somebody who needs to hear your story, and your story will impact in a way that nobody else's will. Yeah. Our our testimony is, uh, I mean, it's, it's powerful. And, and 
obviously I'm not just I'm not talking about my testimony. My testimony is powerful. Your testimony is powerful. If we go to any random believer, their testimony is powerful. Um, you know, and and I say that like so so you know I, you know we're not pointing out to ourselves like oh right. I got this great testimony you won't believe it because every testimony is powerful in the right circumstance and to the right person right and uh and it's that personal connection though of telling your own yeah um i can tell of something that's happened to somebody else and it can be a, an amazing testimony but it's missing that personal experience as as one that if i share my own mm-hmm. like i me myself and i we were in the, you know it, it holds a different note than if you just share the testimony of someone else. And sometimes that's that's necessary. Sometimes that comes in handy to have another story. Yeah. But there's something about that personal connection of sharing your own story that that just gives it that extra oomph. Mm-hmm. It gives it that extra push. Yeah. That that I'm not just relaying what I've heard, mm. but I've experienced this. And and, and I tell you the great thing about a testimony. I don't, I don't really know how we got to here, but the the great thing about testimony is is that you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be uh you know have have your head full of Bible uh you know scripture. Um and you know we talked uh, uh, a couple of shows ago, I believe it was just about the importance of knowing the word and and all that. So it is very important. But to give a testimony, you can give your testimony about what Jesus did for you mm-hmm. and never have a scripture in it. But it's... Um, that reminds me of the man um, that Jesus healed, and he healed his blind eyes, and they all came and asked him, you know, who was this man? What happened to you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know who he is. I can't tell you anything about him, but this one thing I know, I was blind and now I see. Yeah. He he didn't quote a lot of scripture. He couldn't even really answer their question. He didn't and give he, a name. <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't give them a name. He just like this is the only thing I know, okay? Yeah. I don't know I don't know the whole Bible. I don't know every scripture. I can't recite it. I don't have it memorized, but this one thing I do know. Mm-hmm. I was and blind think, and now I see. Yeah. See, I've I've never read the the book or the manual on Elsie. Imagine that. Is and, there one? And I'm guessing <laughs> Elsie over here across from me has never read the manual or the book that's about Shane. However, because we are in a relationship, if I wanted to tell somebody about you or I wanted to tell somebody about our life together, I can tell them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't have a a, a head full of 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 scriptures or verses to tell them about you, but I'm in a relationship with you and, and we spend time together every day and we, we know one another. And therefore when somebody asks us about each other, we can just answer that. That is our testimony. And just take that straight into your relationship with Jesus. Scripture is incredibly important because it's how we get to know God. But when we're talking about testimonies, I don't have to have a book. I can just tell people, this is where I was. Mm-hmm. This is what I was doing. This is how I felt. This is what was on my heart. This is why I acted that way. And then Jesus. 
And then Jesus. Yeah. And then this is what we do now. This is when I talk to him. This is what, you know, this is how I, I live life because of him. This is where my hope is. And I can go through all that. And, and my testimony is my testimony. And your testimony is your testimony. And there's so much power. We're overcomers by the word of our testimonies. And uh, and when it comes to sharing Jesus, it don't get much better than just telling people what he's actually done for us instead of so caught up on on trying to remember and recite scriptures. Um, you know, although that's incredibly important, um, we don't have to have that in order to, to, to witness. All right. While you were talking, I went to First uh, Peter 3, verse 15. It says, But in your heart set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place in your lives as Lord. Like we were just talking about, keeping Jesus center stage, mm-hmm. keeping him first. And then it says, Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and confident assurance that is within you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. So, like you were saying, just giving your testimony. This is giving account for why I have hope, for my confident assurance in my salvation. He doesn't say, make sure you have, you know, a list of 12 scriptures memorized and, yeah. you know, the the outline is all perfect and whatever. Have the, ten commandments, have the ten, 10 commandments handy, you know, have all this. But he says, give an, give an answer or a defense to anyone who asks you to give account for the hope that is in you. Yeah. This is your experience. Why are you like this? Why are you kind when nobody else is? Why do you care? Why are you hopeful when everybody else is fearful? Mm-hmm. This is why why are you different than yeah. what else whatever else I'm looking at? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of back to that stage and and when we have a stage, that's what if nothing else, we have a testimony. If you're if you're a believer in, in Jesus and and have accepted him as your savior, then he has had an effect on your life. You don't mm-hmm. encounter the God, the creator of the universe and not have an effect from it. Right. And that is your testimony. Um so So in this talking about a stage, um what what would you say are circumstances that would account for that? Like how how do we recognize and what could make us see the opportunity or ha- or have a stage does it make sense like yeah. what what set of circumstances creates a stage well that's i think there's so many that that we could we could go through you know many but of course there's going to be uh, like you said, when somebody maybe asks you a question, that's kind of an obvious one. Somebody right. comes up and asks a question or, or something along those lines. But, uh, you know, then we're going to have opportunities at at work uh, maybe to, um, you know, just I try to sometimes find a way, especially if it's somebody that I'm not real familiar with, uh, maybe in conversation, and, and I'll, I will mention – uh, you know, it, it might be something very simple, but, you know, l- well, last last week in church, uh, you know, we done this or done that or this was said, just to kind of bring up that idea of church. Um, and if that gets attention, then then use that as as a, uh, a, a 
open door, right. I guess, to talk a little bit about. Um, I know uh, for our listeners that maybe that had heard, I think it was the fifth episode where we talked about the gospel and symbols. Uh, you know, we, we've, been, we've been using that a lot, whether I be at the drive-thru at a restaurant or at the grocery store, uh, using that as, as a stage, uh, so to speak. But, you know, there's so many things that are going to come along, like, like we're talking about a Super Bowl, a football game, and it's something where there's attention drawn to you. So if any any circumstance we might have where there's attention that is drawn to you, that means people's eyes have turned to you, to you, their ears have turned to you for whatever reason, and and that's I guess that would be the 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 example of a of when we're saying stage, we're not talking about an actual stage, right? But when people having an audience, yeah, when 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 attention gets turned to you. And that's why I said there's so many uh, ways of looking at it because let's just be honest. Sometimes attention gets turned on you, not in a good way. Right. Maybe you know, maybe uh, you're you're shopping. I know. I mean, you shop for a living. Maybe you come around the corner in the supermarket and not looking and and run right out in front of somebody. It and happened. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Uh, and, and maybe, you know, it, it, there's some tension there. Well, guess what? Their attention is on you. You just made them mad because you, you ran into their buggy or whatever. I usually say sorry really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's, and you think, well, how, you know, how's that going to be a stage? They're, they're mad at me. They don't want to hear what I'm saying, but your reaction to them, you never know the, when that would open up a door. Yeah. To to something, you know, it's just. I was thinking a lot about the reaction. Sometimes I think our reaction is what might create the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about uh, Martha and Mary in John eleven, because if you read that, if you read through that story, um, Mary Martha went out to see Jesus, who was on his way. And then they called for Mary and she was in the house. She didn't go out right away. Um, And it says that the people who were with her followed her thinking that she was going to go to the tomb to weep and mourn for Lazarus. Yeah. So when when they followed her, she actually went to Jesus. So they followed her to Jesus. To Jesus. So her reaction in that time, instead of going and, and... staying on her problem and and being fixated on her problem she went to the solution and in her choice of that she created a stage for the rest of those people to see jesus Mm -hmm. so it was her reaction here she was her brother was dead her best friend didn't show up till four days late you know and in most of us will some of us have experienced circumstances as as dire as that most of us haven't but even if you can think of the worst situation you've ever been in and think it was that bad and worse for Mary at that yeah. moment, but her reaction was what created that stage mm-hmm. because she had people with her in the house. She had people following her, and she could have went and wallowed in her problem. Yeah, My brother's dead. My best friend didn't show up. And, you know, and, and been angry and, and bitter and resentful and, you know, all of the other stuff that goes with that. 
But in that moment, when people were watching to see where she was going, she went to Jesus. Yeah. And so, like you said, the reaction of of creates that stage for mm-hmm. how am I going? How are, how is that person? The person said they're a Christian. How are they going to handle it? Yeah. How are they going to handle that situation? How are they going to handle that circumstances? How are they going to handle when I say something like this? Let's just watch how you know. Mm-hmm. Let's just watch and see what happens when I say you know. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, that's that's some of our, our greatest opportunities that that we'll ever have is when when something, let's just, let's just you know, pay, we was talking about uh, uh, NASCAR races earlier, and the old saying used to be, people watch it for the wrecks. And, wow. And, you know, I mean, and people watch, mm-hmm. they watch UFC fights for the knockouts. They they want to see bad things happen, uh, and you know. So sometimes our greatest audience is going to be when something is not not going good for us. And you talked about Mary. We talked about you know if you run into somebody's buggy at the uh, at the store. So sometimes it, it's that is our greatest. But I think you you saying what what would be a, a an example of a stage? I think it's anything in our lives that that um, draws people's attention. Oh, I got one. Social media. Social media. <laughs> that you, what you, what you post on there is getting somebody's attention. Mhm. And what what are you using? What are you putting on that stage? Yeah. That's that's a good one. Um yeah, cuz it's it's definitely a stage where you can go any direction. Any direction, good or bad. Yeah. Uh, but think think about this. Do you remember in in uh, in the book of Acts in chapter three, uh, you have Peter and John on their way to the temple, mm-hmm. just minding their own business. They didn't have a a plan. Right. They they hadn't sat down and studied and written their they were sermon. Going through routine. Yeah, they hadn't put their sermon outline and 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 said, okay, we're going to go to the temple today, and we're going to make a lot of racket and get everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. But they was going just to do their normal thing. And it says that the beggar that had been there, he was doing his normal thing too and ask him for money. And, you know, of course, uh, Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I do have and arise and walk in the name of Jesus. And, and we all know that that story. And if you don't know that story, go to Acts chapter three and read it because it's awesome. Um, but at that point, like I said, they wasn't look. They wasn't planning a stage. They wasn't planning for an audience, but because of what they done, uh, and, and the the lame man rose and started jumping and leaping mm-hmm. and praising God, and then instantly, instantly, Peter and John had an audience. Peter and John was on a stage at the temple, right? And 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 they had, and like I said, not a literal stage, but they had the eyes and the ears of everybody there. Uh, and that that was that's an example of your stage is just when people look your way, right? Uh, and and whether or not what the circumstances was, but we see then that that Peter he he didn't have to he didn't pull out a bunch of scriptures and all that stuff. He just started speaking, and the first thing he pointed out was this man that you see that that was lame his whole life since birth. And he's now jumping and running and praising God. 
that man you see, he's saying, myself and John here, we had nothing to do with that. But let me tell you about the man right. that did it. And he starts telling them about Jesus. And he starts, he, he reminds them of who Jesus was and how many of them there were, were, you know, were in that crowd that was chanting crucify him. And then he turns and tells them about repentance and about salvation and about that name of Jesus. And uh, so just that quickly, there's a, a biblical example of of how an audience got came about you know i think sometimes people think well i my stage i got to uh you know i got a book uh uh you know evangelist opportunity or i've got to get on stage at church or i've got to you know whatever it might be but here's the thing is what happened with peter and john i'm not saying uh you know healing a lame man but what happened to peter and john as far as that goes could could happen to you as you're walking into a restaurant well they were they were in essence i think it's somewhere in uh maybe luke that it says that jesus went about doing good mm-hmm. that's what they were doing they were just going around just going about their lives had an opportunity to do good they did it and yeah. it turned into a stage so like you said some people might be thinking well I, you know i don't have a stage i don't have a I'm, I'm not a speaker i'm not a preacher i'm not a singer I don't get up on stage. Well, we're not talking about a physical stage, but I can assure you because our mission is to share the gospel. That's our commission is to share the gospel. There is a stage somewhere. Yeah. There is some, at some point in your, in your walk, at some point in your routine, at some point in your, in your life, there is an opportunity to share Jesus. Mm -hmm. There is an opportunity for somebody's eyes to be on you and and you to to share the gospel there's yeah. there's going to be that opportunity and and it's all for the glory of god right you know i i think that's that's a whole nother podcast a whole nother discussion would be for those uh self-created stages that that sometimes get you know we might see from you mean the ones who just got up and went yeah the ones that just got up and went yeah <laughs> Um, but, uh, when, when you're, when you're just doing what you're doing, like you said, going about doing good and doing good is going to be doing what's in the will of God and what is glorifying God and what is, is exalting that name of Jesus. Um, and that's our stage. That's, that's our stage. Every one of us has an opportunity. Um, and, and I, I, I really think we, we have that opportunity every day. Uh, it might be so small that we don't recognize it. It might be so big that we're intimidated by it. Stage fright. Uh, stage fright. But there's there's a, there's a stage for each one of us. We might not be winning our seventh Super Bowl and having, uh, you know, a thousand TV cameras on us. Um, I just I just brought that up earlier because that is such a huge stage. You know, you 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 speak for uh, ten seconds about Jesus, and it reaches you know fifty million people. That that's a huge stage, but when it comes right down to it, your your opportunity uh, that you might have on at, for ten seconds to one person can be an opportunity that that ends with the angels rejoicing right. for another soul that was saved. You know, another another. Um 
example in the in the Bible that I thought about while we were talking is when Jesus was on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, he had all eyes on him, and he had you know everybody's attention, and how he used that stage as he was hanging on the cross. What did he say to the to the thief next to him? He he offered paradise. He offered a solution. He offered salvation to the guy dying next to him. And then he looked at everybody th- th- whose eyes were on him and said, Father, forgive them, for yeah. they know not what they do. He done a lot with his stage. He did, he did a lot with his stage. Like, I just want to cry thinking about that. You know, having that, having that moment and how hard is that for us if somebody's offended us, you know, and mm-hmm. we, we avoid them or we go out of our way to, to you know, dismiss them from our lives or whatever but jesus is looking at the people who crucified him who and they're watching him to mm-hmm. see is he going to mess up now they're, they're yeah. watching for that wreck they're watching for that for the bad thing to happen mm-hmm. and and he's hanging on the cross and they're like okay this this something's got to happen yeah. now but his response is father forgive them or they do you, don't know what they're doing. And do you remember what the Bible talks about the, the Roman soldier said? Surely this must be the Son of God. Yeah. Or truly this was the Son of God. Yeah. That was that was what came of that. Yeah. They they watched for the wreck. They watched mm-hmm. for the and it didn't for happen. the bitterness. They watched for the hatred. They watched for all that. And then when he said it is finished and it was over with, and then that man standing there at the cross is thinking, This really was. Yeah. He really was the king. He really was, and uh, and what a what a reaction! What a reaction! I think to, that's the ultimate example of a successful stage. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely! The, and without that stage, and that's why I'm in. We are so passionate about Jesus Center Stage, is because that that stage right there is the only reason we have a stage for anything right. else is and that's why that has to be the center of everything that that we as believers do and when I say we as believers I'm talking to I'm talking about all believers not just me and you I'm talking right. all believers that we need to remember that everything that that we're going out to to do tomorrow what we're going to do the rest of today is is available and it's because of what happened on that cross and that our hope is is only because mm-hmm. of what happened at that cross and that is why it's at it has to be at the center of everything we do and if we keep that at the center then every opportunity we have on on any little stage that's what's going to come out is is that Which love Jesus. from that cross mm-hmm. and the blood that was shed on that cross and and the, the salvation, hope. the hope, and, and, and everything that came is centered right there. Um, oh. And you'll never, if that's where your heart's at and that's where, that's where your, your intentions are coming from, you will never have a, a wasted audience. A wasted stage moment. Um, um, before we, I know we're getting close to time, but before we close out, there's a couple of verses in Luke that I really wanted to share. 
Um, Luke chapter 12, verse 8 says, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, I say to you, whoever declares openly and confesses me before men, speaking freely of me as his Lord, the Son of Man also will declare openly and confess him as his one of his own before the angels of God. If you think about that, he's saying, like we were talking about, if you, if you share him on your stage, then what is he going to do? When we get to heaven, he's going to share us mm-hmm. and say, hey, this one belongs to me. And we're going to be on that on that stage of the ones who belong to Jesus. That that stage, the ultimate yeah. one, you know. Um, but then in verse uh, eleven, it says, "When they bring you before the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities, do not be worried about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say." So sometimes our stages can be intimidating, and like we talked about earlier, stage fright. Yeah, and, and not know and, and worry. Well, I don't want to. What if I don't know what to say? What if what if I say it wrong? And 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 we can spend our our energy worrying about what we're going to say. But Jesus says here, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you're going to say in that moment. But trust that the Holy Spirit is going to teach you, and give you the words, mm-hmm. and bring to your remembrance what you need to say, and and give you the boldness for that testimony. So if if you're worried about stage fright or you're worried about missing an opportunity, just remember those verses in Luke that if you confess him as Lord, if you share your own testimony, then he's got your back and yeah. he's going to claim you as his one day. Um, but also he's he's got you in that moment to, to mm-hmm. help you, to teach you what to say. Yeah, and trust me, that's really good news because if it's just left up to me, there's no telling what I would say. But uh, when the Holy Spirit steps in uh things go much better so well that's about all the time we got today and uh just want to thank everybody again for listening uh reach out to us give us a comment uh tell if there's something you would like to hear and uh, we'll try to work it into the into a show and uh, until next time keep jesus center stage in your life